But Jordan, only the top t- top top singer. <laughs> Jordan, the only top. Oh my God. Okay, let me try this again. I believe it. Welcome to another episode of History of Popcorn. We are your host. I'm Elijah. I'm Justin. And we are going to give you some very interesting news that we think is interesting anyway, <laughs> because of the people that uh, are involved with them, their concepts, their kind of original concepts. It, like, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, but it goes all over the place. First off, how have you been, Justin? How was your week? It was good. <laughs> I, I just uh, just worked a lot, like usual. I uh but next week I am going to be in uh, the old Las Vegas mm-hmm. visiting visiting you mofos. Yeah, yeah. Oregon is great. Yeah. <laughs> Oregon uh, is going to be what it is. I yeah, <laughs> no, I just need to get out of here for a bit. But other than that, everything's been fine. Awesome. Everything's pretty much back in motion over here. Yeah, it seems that way. A lot of a lot of things are back up. Like your movie theaters are open, our movie theaters are open. Like most yeah, of the but I found out. I found out uh, my movie theater it's only open Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. Really? Every other yeah, and it sucks because I I don't work Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, no, this is oh man. So uh, I was very upset about. Well, that. that'll probably be temporary, right? It'll probably just be like we're just there's going to see. I hope so. First, yeah. Yeah, I hope so because I think that's uh yeah, I think that's pretty silly. I liked going to the theater like mid midweek because mm-hmm. it's not too crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know regardless it's not gonna be crazy at all right now, but you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's I feel like I it reminds me of like the old days where it's like, oh, it's the weekend, movies, oh, it's, you know, yeah, it's open. I mean, it's just like that again. It's it's a whole experience now to go back to the theaters. Um, yeah, but I guess my theater, it's it's majorly doing Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, of course. Like that's it's, the it's, movie that's gonna save cinema. It's supposedly I was actually just looking at that. Like it's already like with China and with America, just global shit, regardless, it made uh, 123 million. Yeah, it's already going towards the two hundred million dollar mark. So that's that's those are mostly over. Yeah, that's mostly overseas though, which is yeah. still awesome for for just box office and like cinema. But in America, it might not get that high at all. But no, that's because in America it was only like nine point eight million or something like that. Yeah, but it, it it's it's that's I think that's why they came out on a Wednesday and they gave it a long weekend to get let mm-hmm. it really gather up and really show people that it's gonna like theaters are taking their safety seriously and like all this yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, dude, I uh, saw Kong Godzilla versus Kong at my uh, my first place that I worked at. They were, I was just got off work and they were like, "Hey, we're going to be watching Godzilla versus Kong. If you want to come by," I was like, "Yeah, fuck it." And I <laughs> I went by and I watched it. And like the last like maybe like twenty minutes, it's like the last fight. Mm-hmm. I called out everything that was going to happen. I was like, I, and everyone was like, "Shut up, stop talking." And I was yeah. like, "I'm going to go outside and smoke." You guys let me know. And, oh, and, I, yeah. and they all come outside and they're like, you saw the movie. I was like, I didn't. It's just <laughs> obvious. It's well, so sure. obvious it was going to happen. I thought it was going to go a specific way. Spoiler alert for King Kong right now. Yeah. I thought that King Kong was going to like sacrifice himself like Batman uh, Rises style, where he's mm-hmm. going to like take Mechagodzilla out into the wild or jump down into the hollow earth and he like explodes and the hollow earth caves in and you never see him again. And it's like, did he survive? And then you find out that he's just king of the hollow earth and Godzilla's king of the. Oh, that would have been better than what we got. (laughs) 
one part I like really did love was when they have Kong go back home and he finds that axe and he just sits there. That's just that shot of him like on this throne. <laughs> he's like, I maybe thought, I, yeah, he's just sitting there. He's like, maybe I won't help the humans. This is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfy here. Like, that's the one thing I don't want to keep going on about this movie, but like everyone, uh, like there's one guy that I, I work with named Jerry, who's like really into movies too, but he's into like the big spectacle movies. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, at least this one didn't have annoying human parts. And I was like, did we watch the same fucking movie? Because yeah, there were so had, many. This was the biggest movie that had that the humans were the least necessary thing. Like the only humans they needed were the ones that went to Hollow Earth. That's it. They didn't need any other character. They brought in Kyle Chandler or whatever, the Millie Bobby Brown's dad, because he was in for, Godzilla. Yeah, for three Just minutes. Just a familiar face. He didn't do absolutely anything. All right. All right. Sorry. I had to get that. Yeah. Get that what off. What is it? Godzilla vs. Kong? Is that how you is that what it is? I keep calling it Kong yeah. vs. Godzilla because I'm a Kong stand. I'm a I Kong think fan. it sounds better. <laughs> it sounds better as Kong vs. Godzilla, but Godzilla vs. Kong sounds cool too. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's on HBO Max. People can watch it. Um, let's get into the news, Justin. Uh, no, let's do it. <clears throat> uh, there's this movie coming out called Lost City of D. Did you look at <laughs> this? This one has, I, I think I there's going to be a play on words of this, but it stars Sandra Bullock as a recluse uh, author who, while on book tour with her book model, played by Channing Tatum, gets kidnapped by an evil treasure hunter played by Daniel Radcliffe, and learns that the fictional city she has uh, written about in her novels is real. She's forced to team up with the novel's cover model, played by Tatum, and is swept into a cutthroat jungle adventure that proves to be stranger than fiction. Sounds classic. It sounds like a classic fun. 80s movie. Yeah. It sounds like Romancing the Stone. That's what I was thinking too. But and yeah. I'm like, Sandra Bullock doing it, it kind of reminded me with a blend of like the proposal or something with some but well, I, I never saw romancing the stone that's why oh no you would love romancing but the stone. i've seen that uh, cover a lot where he's swinging through the trees yeah michael douglas and kathleen turner i think it is uh that's funny you said the proposal though because i i read that originally ryan reynolds was supposed to be the shane tatum part oh i could see that that would have been fun that would have been a fun yeah movie. and it was because they were trying to do like a reunion yeah. but in a different way that would have changed tatum and and oh yeah but i think tatum and, and bullock and Radcliffe as a villain, I think is perfect. Because Radcliffe played the villain in the, the sequel, <laughs> Now You See Me. Yeah. That was such a missed opportunity because he was the best part in that. Yeah, like his like his conniving ways, it. I thought was oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's he was pretty great in that. But the movie itself was pretty bad. But this sounds like this sounds like classic, classic 80s shit. And I just I'm I'm curious to, and I'm just so glad, so glad that they went with someone like Chain Tatum and not someone like fucking Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm very curious about this. This is like one of the only ones I really looked up because I was like, Lost City of D. What that, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a romantic comedy adventure, but it's it's I, I think it's so funny that's called Lost City of D. That's definitely a play on words, right? Oh yeah. Oh one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because it's Lost romance novel. D. It's like it might mm-hmm. be like you might yeah, those over over the top novels it's mostly mostly uh board housewives who are in search for that lost city of d have you heard of these directors aaron and adam knee they did band of robbers that uh i think it was huckleberry finn movie. oh yes i like, that, like one. Modern I like telling. that one a lot i'm excited yeah i like them too but the writers are a little weird they have dana fox who did cruella isn't uh-huh. it, and isn't it romantic but and oren uziel who did 22 jump street and cloverfield paradox so it's like it can go yeah either. Yeah, no, li- quite literally, because both those are like I love I liked Isn't It Romantic mm-hmm. by Dana Fox, but 
I'm I'm not interested in Corella. Yeah. And then the other one, uh, I love the Twain on Jump Street movies, but Cloverfield Paradox is exactly. Ooh. Yeah, so so this can go this both ways, but I really do like those directors. Those directors are, mm-hmm. are, are, I mean, like that's the only movie that they've done, right? It's Band they've of done, Brothers. Uh, that was their biggest one, I believe, that's even, even though that one. was tiny. Yeah. <laughs> very, tiny. very tiny. Matthew it was Gr- so funny. Grubler, I think his name's, he's in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's a Mark Twain story and a modern take of it. Yeah, it's Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer that's in, in modern day. It's and really cool. Trying to trying to rob banks and shit. It, it, it reminds me of Bottle Rocket. I feel like Bottle Rocket by Wes Anderson. It's yeah. pretty great. But I, yeah, no, this could be this can be really funny. And this Sandra be, like, Bullock's really... uh, producing it, so I trust her. She's very picky now. I mean, she did Bird Box, yeah. kind of like Bird Box, but yeah, she she yeah, no, yeah, does movies that are that mean something to her, which is a good position to be in as a as a career. Yeah, the only movie that um, I've seen of hers where she like it was like really really awful was all about Steve. Yeah, that one. She accepted the Razzie for that, so she's yeah. A good yeah, no, that's <laughs> the only thing though. Everything else she's ever done, like I love Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. The second one is okay. Like it's not it's not anything fantastic, but I think it's Sandra Bullock's one of those actresses that she really knows how to choose her projects. Mm-hmm. She said she wasn't she gonna does do sequels do, anymore too, which is an interesting choice. That's probably they the were best. trying to do the heat, the heat sequel, and she's like, No, I'm not doing sequels anymore with Melissa McCarthy and her. Whoa. I forgot what movie it was that made her not want to do sequels. It wasn't Speed 2, because she came out with Miss Congeniality too after that. It was probably Miss Congeniality too. <laughs> Maybe. I thought that Miss was Speed. good though. Um <laughs> so interesting. You want to hear something interesting? Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock was a main executive producer for George Lopez, the show. Isn't that how she started? No. <laughs> I thought it was she, how she... It's like when no, she was no, coming she, out. No, she wasn't even in the show. Like, no, she, she was wasn't just, in it, but she, yeah, she started as a producer for that. What year was that? That was, that was 2002. Oh, and then she's acting in the 90s? Yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. No more it's very, you know. very interesting. Uh, so she yeah, she doesn't she doesn't do sequels to her movies anymore, but she's still in plenty of sequels like Minions and Ocean's Eight. Oh yeah. But honestly, like Ocean's Eight was like the one time where I was like, you know what? Like, like I think Sandra Bullock is a kind of a like I, I just love her. Yeah. Like I thought like, Ocean's Eight shocked me. Ocean's Eight, I was like, we do not need this. Especially yeah. uh, after uh the female Ghostbusters taste in my mouth. It was right after. But that one's really good though. The way that they, the way that they did, I agree. The way that they did the reboot, I enjoyed really it. I would, I, I like how it's in the universe too. Uh, Last City of D is supposed to come out April fifteenth of next year, so they're supposed to be shooting it this summer. They announced the release date when when they announced the project, so it was one of those things. Mm. That's that's <laughs> always that's always a weird sign. Yeah, we'll I hate it when I hate it when studios do that because you know they're not going to meet that deadline. Especially sometimes they now. do, and if they do, sometimes it's they usually do. not worth it. It's like ah, oh, this is you can tell this is rushed because when there's a deadline, you can see the deadline sometimes. Most uh-huh. times, yeah, it's it's definitely smells like the studio just wants to churn out something, mm-hmm. and like they they want to fill some space. It's like oh, this is a perfect movie to fill in the April. But April's not a bad bad time of the year though. It would be different if it was like set in like January or. Yeah, a dump. February. It's not a dump. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so who knows? The, who knows? Yeah. Let's get to the next one. This one is interesting. It's a smaller film. It's there's not much about it. I'm just interested because of the person who's making their debut. Mm-hmm. It's a directorial debut. Um, 
uh, for a full length feature film. His name, uh, Randall Park from uh, that one episode of The Office and uh, Fresh Off the Boat. <laughs> that uh, one episode uh, of The Office. <laughs> that's the one of the most famous. He was in the interview. Yeah. Uh, he's making his directorial debut with uh, a adaptation of a graphic novel called Shortcomings. It's from 2007 and it follows Ben, a young Asian American who lives in the Bay Area with his politically active girlfriend, Miko. Ben is uninterested in the Asian American culture and begins to have an interest in Caucasian women. Uh, Miko interprets as rejection to both her heritage and of herself. She moves to New York, leaving Ben behind. That's when Ben disastrous, disastrously attempts to pursue a new type of woman he feels he really wants. I, I mean, it sounds like a movie that could, that based on the premise, it sounds like a personal project of culture which is really cool uh -huh. i looked at the graphic novel and i love the art it's i think it's just plain and it's kind of just like all like cool i like the art of it and um i'm interested in what randall park's vision is going to be yeah. when adapting graphic novels because this isn't like a huge action-packed like graphic novel you would think like zach snyder would do or something this is just like a lot of this is a personal story to someone who yeah wrote. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious about it too. I mean, like he, he was the writer and producer of that Netflix. I'm trying to remember. Always be my baby. I love, I actually really liked that movie more than I thought I would. I did too. Yeah, no, I was, I was pretty shocked how much I liked it. So just, just knowing about that, like he and how he, you know, he really does like to be personal whenever he's writing yeah. or producing or, or doing something. Yeah, Cause he did direct uh, something. He directed the very last episode of his, the show he was on fresh off the boat. He only did the last mm. episode he directed. So Dude, that was fresh off the boat, man. My my buddy, when I was working in this kitchen, uh, my buddy Cody, and he would watch that show all the time. And he was it's like, good. "Dude, it's this good. is exactly how it would be." Yeah, I love. He said every episode, he would be like flipping a burger, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, did you just hear that, dude? That's exactly how it is." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love because it was a that show's hilarious. The author of this graphic novel is is uh, Adrian Tomine, I believe his name is. He wrote the novel and graphic novel in 2007. He's coming back to write the script for this, which is good. He was that's, afraid, that's he was skeptical time. for a long time about adapting this when studios wanted him to adapt it because of how it would translate to modern times. But he's happy with the process that Randall Park was doing with making it modern. Yeah, though the artwork is very Daniel Klaus, which is good. I love that kind of kind of art style i'm probably gonna buy this yeah um, i want to i want to read it i want to buy it they, it like it was 2007 and I'm, I'm definitely gonna order it and try to read it oh these are my favorite kinds of uh, graphic novels and like and just comics in general so i'm excited for this movie there's not a release yeah. date or anything and i'm excited do we that know uh, park is making a directorial debut what's up do we know if he's starring in it or if he's just directing um it's about a teenager i'm assuming he'll play the dad or something if uh -huh. he is in it but I, I i would like to see him not in it actually yeah, no, like, that's, he'll that's, probably be a minor part. Yeah, he'll probably be in it. Just yeah, no, I agree. Upcoming, I agree. Uh, upcoming star. I love when our actors that I like make that step into directing. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Do you? What's your favorite horror movie, Justin? Favorite it, horror movie, like a classic horror film, like older. Uh, yeah, it's probably Scream. Oh, yeah, okay. Scream. Yeah, Scream is probably the the. I what was, about yeah. it like modern, like post like post twenty ten. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is pretty good. Mm. Um, Don't breathe. Don't breathe is good. I hope Don't breathe is good. really good, even though there's so many flaws in it. Like it's just such a. <laughs> well, don't it's poke such holes. A, yeah, it's so fun. Like I think that movie is a lot of fun. And I remember when I first saw it in the theater. I couldn't. I really. Couldn't I wish it. I saw it in theaters. I didn't. 
I saw it later after all the hype. It was like one of those last decisions. I didn't want to see it. And my buddy was like, dude, we should. Who cares? Oh, and Dylan Minnette's going to be in the new screen or whatever. He's in Don't Breathe. Uh, This next film is a horror film. Uh, It's from Scott Derrickson, who did uh, Sinister. Do you like, have you seen that? (laughs) Yeah. Did you you like it? I love it. That's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It's that and, really? and The Hunting in Connecticut. Those are my, the three scariest films I've ever seen. It's pretty, Sinister is pretty scary. Yeah. I, I, I know it's it the, is pretty scary. This next film is the same guy who wrote it with him. His name's C. Robert Carga, Cargill. They both did Doctor Strange as well. They, yeah. and, and which is interesting, but, and they were going to do Doctor Strange too, but they got canned. They got, they were like, no, you're going to get off because we're going to do something else. And they hired Sam Raimi to take over for Doctor Strange too. So we'll see how that goes. But they decided to do this movie instead after they get kicked off the big studio of Marvel is called the black phone. And it's based on the short story by Joe Hill, who's Stephen King's son. Uh, the black phone follows a kidnapped boy who receives calls from the dead from a disconnected phone while he's locked in a soundproof basement. Oh God. And oh. Uh, it has Ethan Hawke, who was also in sinister in the mm-hmm. purge. And it has James Ranson from it chapter two. And he was also in sinister one and two, and they just wrapped filming. So they're going to be, it just went to, post-production oh nice so they're already done march 27th yeah they just finished on shooting march 27th i'm excited Uh, for this film i love i like just because i'm a huge fan of sinister and scott uh i like them yeah no i didn't mind sinister i mean sinister is definitely a fucking disturbing as hell yeah it is um but uh it's just not it wasn't anything that like it's not it's nothing i can really remember all that much Mm mm-hmm I do like Ethan Hawke a lot, though, and I think that that's that story is pretty pretty interesting. I mean, like, I'm just not a big fan of of studio horror movies. Too, this doesn't sound like it's gonna be too studio horror because he just got <laughs> bumped. Uh, I, uh, it's, it's actually the exact opposite because he he's like, well, we have this money now, then we can do a project that we want to mm-hmm. do. We're not attached to a studio, so we want to make this. That's true. So it's a smaller film. He also did the day the, the earth stood still. I saw that. I like barely remember seeing that in theaters. I was like, <laughs> interesting. No. I, 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 the, the big thing about this podcast is I like talking about things that don't have footage or even like mm-hmm. announcement, like big, like announcement. If you hear about the black phone from us and then you see a trailer later. Awesome. That's what our intention is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it was the black phone, Scott Derrickson's. I thought he was a, an actor at first. It sounds like it could be like it's kind uh, of like Scott Scott Eastwood or Scott Speedman. Scott Speedman. That's who that's I was thinking of. That's who I was thinking of. That's funny. <clears throat> this is also, I think, it's going to be pretty horror. I think this next story, uh, it's yeah. gothicy for sure. It's Christian. It's a new Christian Bale movie. It's it's just got acquired by Netflix for a lot of money. It's based on a novel called The Pale Blue Eye, and it follows Augustus Lander, a veteran uh, detective who investigates murders in 1830. While investigating a series of murders at a U.S. military academy at West Point, Lander is helped by a detail-oriented young cadet who will later become world-famous author Edgar Allan Poe. Sounds like The Raven, John Cusack. Yeah, I think this one's going to be way better. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's Christian Bale. Does he have a director attached yet? Yeah, his name's Scott Cooper. He's worked with um, Christian Bale before. He did Out of the Furnace, Hostiles, Crazy Heart. Um. It's based on the novel. I think Louis Bayard, who wrote the novel, is going to be doing the script, but they don't have an actual screenwriter for the script yet, but they have the director and the author already attached. So hopefully that happens. 
But Cooper and Bale worked together on two other films, Hostiles and Out of the Furnace. So it's their third collaboration. And I'm excited about this because the director has said he's been wanting to make this film for 10, more than 10 years. Damn. So it's like, you're not just going to be, you're just not going to half-ass something that you've been sitting on for 10 years. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, he also did that movie Antlers, huh? Oh, yeah, that hasn't come out yet. But he, yeah, he collaborated with Guillermo del Toro. And it's... Dude, I totally forgot about that movie. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> this is, I think, because that's way different than the other films he's made. He's made, like, really down, like, not down to earth, but, like, heart-heavy, like, reality films of characters. Uh-huh. And Antlers is, like, a horror film, as you can imagine Guillermo del Toro is. So mm-hmm. you can see he's kind of breaking off into different types of filmmaking. And this is what he had to say when they talked to him or asked him about this upcoming film, The Pale Blue Eye. He said, this is my attempt at a large canvas whodunit with a serial killer at its center. And I want to make films that push me into a different, maybe uncomfortable space. But I am glad to have Christian Bale go there with me. That's what the director yeah. is. I'm very, nice. That's why I'm super, I'm passionate. I love when people are passionate about films like that. Yeah, definitely. That's, I'm excited for this. Well, the, the, the thing that's too. good. Yeah, the thing that's good about his career too, like he's done movies that, I haven't been too crazy about Crazy Heart is pretty good. Out of the Furnace was I don't really remember that movie too much. I remember seeing Black that Mass movie. was was okay. That's never unnerving. Hostiles. I never saw Hostiles, but Black Mass was unnerving because of Johnny Depp's performance is very unnerving to watch. Yeah, yeah, the tension it, it, is high. Yeah, no, I the definitely the tension was there, it, but you could <laughs> tell the like. I remember when I was watching Black Mass, I it was like this movie isn't that good, but you could tell that this director is gonna go somewhere. He just hasn't perfected his his yeah, he's definitely craft yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely definitely aching for aching for some awards. Yeah, this has a release date this, this sounds like it could be really, really good though. Because be I like Christian Bale. Uh, the Pale Blue Eye on Netflix on May 6th, 2022. Oh, they already have a release date? Yeah. That's so scary. That's my nightmare. Yeah. It's like, it's one thing to be like, okay, let's shoot for around June. That's when we're thinking that it's going to be <laughs> But released. don't announce it yet. I'm excited for this. Christian Bale's awesome. We're going to see yeah. something sweet. It's young Dude, Edgar Allan Poe. I'm not too familiar with Edgar Allan Poe, but he's very gothic and dark and emo. I wonder what he's like, but he's a cadet. So it's like different. I feel like he's not, I don't know. It's, I didn't know he was a cadet. I wonder if that's true. Um, Let's get into this next story because I know we have a guest waiting for us to do our decom later. Running a little bit late with recording. So sorry for our guest. Um, But let's, we have one more story before we go into our decom revisited. There's not much information about this next film, but it's interesting too, because um, it's, it's Lanka Studios, I believe that you say that. They're in, they're based in Oregon, and they're oh, most yeah. known for be, bringing Coraline to life. But they also made films such as Paranorman, The Box Trolls, Cube, Kubo, and The uh, Two Strings, and The Missing Link. So they're stop motion. They're basically what Aardman did, and they're the new Aardman. Oh yeah, way better, in my opinion. <laughs> There's yeah, they're just way yeah. It was different. I it's it's a pr- they're a lot I'm more mature. Kidding. Yeah, no, they're yeah, a lot yeah. more mature. And sure. uh, do you know, uh, Missing Link is one of my favorites. The thing I've is, seen sucks, half of it. Um, yeah. So good. The thing that sucks for them is that none of Coraline was the only movie that made money. I think box office trolls made some money, but yeah. there are other movies, man. Missing Link, especially like pretty they're much like huge. They're like really, really good movies, but the budgets of them are incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the same um, budget for the first films and then they bumped it up with Missing Link and that kind of yeah. a stump. That's why this next film is coming out from Lanka Studios. They're coming out their first live action movie studio or first live action movie from mm-hmm. the studio. Um, do you know who Travis Knight is? He did the Bumblebee movie. He directed yes. it. 
He's yeah. the president and CEO of this company. I, I, yeah, I did. I did not know that either. That's, I guess it, like it was some somehow associated with his father and him and he, they started it together and now he's in charge of it. And he's like the son of someone who was in the industry, I believe. And so this is what he said about the company. He said, for the past 15 years, Lanka has been committed to making movies that matter. Across mediums and genres, our studio has fused art, craft, and technology in service of bold, distinctive, and enduring stories. And so uh, with this next film, this next live action film is called 17. And it's very interesting because it's based on a book that is not out yet. It comes out next year in 2022. Hmm. And they already bought the rights to it and are announced that they're adapting this novel. And it's the first novel from this guy too it's and i couldn't find out what this book is about yet but they trust this guy named john brownlow and it's his first novel i think he's a uh screenwriter in the industry who's written on scripts but this is mm. his first like novel and he said um with 17 lanka is taking the philosophy uh in an exciting new direction he added that 17 is a stiff cocktail of wicked wit exhilarating action and raw emotion he's <laughs> The author crafted a brilliant universe with its own powerful identity. And 17 is a thriller with soul, a sinuous adrenaline-fueled adrenaline actioneer with a sincere heart beating underneath its rippling pectorals. Good I mean, God, that sounds that's... like it could be any movie that, like, if you pitch any movie like that, it could be anything. It's like, ah, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's got heart. It's got action. It's got, it's a universe you've never seen. It can stand on its own. It's like, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, we'll buy that franchise. What is it? Um, we haven't made uh, it yet. Yeah, we, <laughs> uh, and we keep, no, yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's really interesting it how they sounds, announced. It sounds like, I'm it's not, supposed- I'm not downplaying it quite yet, but it does sound like, Missing Link was such a gamble and it didn't deliver that in order for the studio to to keep going, they have to do something live action, you know. It's cheaper, I think. Way cheaper. Oh, yeah, with like their technology. Like, I think I Missing think that's Link why Travis like and I did million because they're like, Well, can you do live action? So he's like, sure, I'll try to do this movie with you guys. And yeah. Yeah. And also, Kim, like, we need some money for our company, son. <laughs> we're, not making, <laughs> we're not making anything. Make the Bumblebee movie. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm curious. I, I do I love like that's the thing that's, that really blows about uh about uh, uh i don't know general general audience i guess i don't know it's like because those movies are really really good and uh and because they haven't made a bad movie and they're they're really really solid films mm-hmm. and the only reason why they're bom- they bombed is because you know people just like the studio didn't have enough confidence in it and people were just not interested in seeing stuff that isn't minions and and shit like that um so it's kind of sad but i think that this could be the step in the right direction i mean live action isn't a bad idea and i'm sure they'll do like something like uh fusion um yeah like something like what tim burton was doing with his with his uh, early live action career where he still had his like his animated style like i believe the director of i believe the director of the nightmare before christmas um joined that company like right after that movie. yes yeah he directed Coraline. He's one of the presidents yeah and yep 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 one of the big people who made this company i'm excited for this movie he Not also directed monkey bone stories monkey bone that's with brad pitt oh my gosh no 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 no, no. no. brandon fraser brandon fraser my bad yeah you're What's thinking the, cool, the, world. cool world 
Yeah. Yeah. Put those side to the side. Hopefully the posters look similar. If not, yeah. I'm gonna just Photoshop one so they looks the same. I'm, I'm not sure wrong. that I'm both posters actually do look exactly the same. Yeah, I think those are all of our stories for today. I I hope something. I hope 17 is gonna be a good story and an actual world building thing. I don't see. I I don't know what that could be. 17. I feel like. Based off that, it's going to be 17 characters with all superpowers or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's too much, actually. That's a stretch. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't know what it could be. It's going to be 17 superheroes, 17 different powers. 17 movies. Where This is what we're going to do, all right? All right. Let's just introduce this decom. Yeah? And then we're going to invite our guest. Uh, yeah, we'll invite our guest. Uh, so yeah, stuck in the suburbs. So so stuck in yeah, the suburbs deep. from last week. Yeah, we suggested this week would be from the same year as uh, our last film, mm-hmm. two thousand four. We got stuck yep. in the suburbs. A middle schooler named Brittany is bored with her quiet suburban life. She finds excitement when her phone is switched with the phone of a superstar, Jordan Cahill. Who's he played by? Darren Killam, SNLs. Jordan, only the top teen pop singer, has come to town to make a music video. So a lot of stuff has to happen with that. That was a dude. This I is terrible um, with that intro. <laughs> oh man. No, dude, this guy, this guy, the director of this movie, I just want to say really quick because he's done a lot of shit. Please tell tell me his name though first. Uh, uh Savage Steve Holland. Savage, Savage Steve Holland. Savage Steve Holland. <laughs> Just imagine naming your kids Savage. Oh man. Um, so he did Better Off Dead with John Cusack. He did One Crazy Summer with John Cusack. <laughs> Uh, then he went on to do just mainly tv he directed episodes of honey shrunk the kids the tv show yeah the t- i didn't know there was did, a tv uh, show honestly yeah oh yeah yeah i, I remember I that, that. I that show i didn't know that encyclopedia brown uh even stevens lizzie mcguire yeah he did some Zoe episodes of Phil of the future as well yep shredder man rules <laughs> ned's declassified school survival guide yeah love it unfabulous unfabulous and then, yeah and then he went Wiggly Blondes. Was seek, yeah, that, that spin-off sequel, TV sequel. Yeah. The one about and he did a fairly odd movie. He did all the fairly odd movies. The live action the ones. ones with, with Drake Bell. Uh, yeah. A lot of big time rush, including the big time rush movie. Um, 100 Things to Do Before High School, which is basically a spinoff of Ned's Declassified. What? And, with uh, any, do they yeah. have any of the same characters? No, no, no. It's okay. It's, it's just like the a same concept of high school. Yeah. Okay. And the only reason why I knew about that is because uh, I was watching this video on Ned's Declassified mm-hmm. and uh, the person at the end of the video mentioned that show mm-hmm. and uh, it's created by the same people and stuff. But yeah, no. So this guy has been around. This guy has been around for a long time and <laughs> Disney Channel knocked on his door and they were like, hey, you want to be stuck in the suburbs? Writers though, I like the writers too. There's a there's a, the, one of the writers, Dan uh, Barrett Berenson. He wrote Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff and Twitches. Oh, Twitches shit. too in the Hannah Montana movie. Like he Twitches too. Yeah. Oh shit! I like Dan. We like Dan. Made a lot of our childhoods. Yeah. No, we should talk about uh, the, the the cast really quick too because we have Danielle Panabaker mm-hmm. who was huge in the, the <laughs> I, early I wrote 2000s. Her two credits were Sky High and Friday the Thirteenth. Just two different yeah. actresses. Way different movies, <laughs> and also the great and powerful Brenda Song. Yes. Who yeah. we all know as London Tipton from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, I, I was um, like, but those are she played a very similar role in this movie. 
Because they came out there the same year. 2004 is the same year. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this one she's very subdued compared to. Well, yeah, we'll get into the how she plays out. But when you first see her, I'm like, hey, it's London Tipton. Yeah, she is definitely dressed. She it it looks like she just literally stumbled off the set. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're shooting at the same time. Just get in here. Come on, come on. Here we go. Also, yeah, Taryn Killian plays this uh, teen bop uh, sensation. Who also has a hard gold, man. He doesn't want to do these pop songs. He doesn't want to, yeah. He doesn't want to be exploited and for and not used for the talent that he is. I mean, with those wristbands, man, I agree with you. Those wristbands and those highlights in your hair. All right, yeah, yep. That's that's like all the buildup right there. So let's uh, let's bring uh, let's bring in our guest. Yeah, and try to try to talk about what it's like to be stuck. In the suburbs. <laughs> okay, I think she's ready. I'm excited for this next guest. It's I don't want to give too many spoilers, but it is a returning guest. Hey, I had a hair appointment, and so I started driving. But then you guys were like, "Oh, but now we're ready!" And so I'm just like pulled over, um, some random neighborhood, like ten minutes. What? Away You're gonna go get your hair done right now? I, I did not realize. Trend, yeah, yes. we were running late, so we apologize to Blanca. Yeah, she. Uh, welcome fine. back, Blanca. Welcome back. Revisited. Hello. Uh, you, uh, did you do your hair thing already? No, no, I have to go. So? And then, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you, but it's fine. We're all good. We're here. Okay, but it if you need to go, we're good. we're good. If you need to go, it's okay. We're it's making okay. it we'll work. We'll just try to keep going. But we introduced the movie. It's very, <laughs> I love the idea of having a, what's it called? A, a superstar, like getting stuck in a small town. It's not really a small town because they shot it in New Orleans. Just I the mean, suburbs. Everyone, everything's the same. All these okay. girls, they freak out over like, like, like the, the, the tiniest little thing, like, like a star getting his hair cut. Right. Uh, uh, well, they're know, like, just, yeah, they're, that's true fandom, dude. Like, I was thinking when, when Harry Styles got his hair cut, people yeah. were crying. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, that was a bad move on Brenda Song's end. Why did she end up wanting her to, wanting him Boy. to get his haircut? <laughs> uh, did you see the haircut before? Everyone seemed to love it. Did you see okay. it, though? She had taste. Love what they did with every single phone call scene. And even, like, the assistants, like, getting bumped by the... uh by the like the box that shows up yeah. and every time there's a phone and anything with the phone like the phone calls were awesome like the over there were some there were some fun fun transitions here i love how serious taryn killam was with his role of jordan like i honestly respect his acting ability because i i <laughs> I, I thought it was goofy uh when he was singing and stuff which i know blanca mentioned uh last time she was on that they had a the singer who did um zach efron singing is the same singer who did Taryn Killam yes. singing. Yes. And then he was in Stuck in the Suburbs. He was the hotel guy. Yeah. Oh, my David God. David slash Kip, which is really smart on whoever his rep's part is. Because then they were like, okay, well, you want him to sing? <laughs> Let me finesse yeah, get paid more. an actual role. Because that's, that's the only thing he's credited Residuals, as. Baby. On, on it. He's not credited as the singing portion. That's uncredited yeah. pay. Well, it was supposed to be a big secret. The only reason that anything came to light when High School Musical happened 
is because they ended up sending him on the tour instead of Zach. The, I, and everyone yeah. was like, who is this man? And why does he sound exactly like Zach? I feel and like so this movie was like a loose to... Drew Seeley story. Because I don't understand the ending. Why did the best friend take over the mantle of singing when Jordan is actually singing? Yeah, Jordan's actually singing in the last music video, but he has his best friend being the performer. Okay, so they actually just try to have the best friend take over as I entered, that made no sense. I was like, was this a one-time thing? Like the music video is like <laughs> just a fake act. Like I didn't understand what the transfer of this was. Like is Jordan not going to be famous anymore? And then is his best friend taking over as the singer? Is well, also, what is singer? this relationship that Jordan has with Britney? Because like there, she's oh, on yeah, like the, the phone. At the end, the them. last call after they fix, yeah, the oh, the last Britney. the last one was like at the end. Yeah, they, it doesn't even show what Jordan's saying. It's just from Danielle Panabaker's end. She's like, hey, oh no, we can't go to New York right now. Oh yeah, no, we miss you too. Yeah. And right, no, like, <laughs> why do you want this middle schooler to go to New York? Because they are in middle school. Yeah, By I, the way, I didn't know that. I was like, oh my college. god. So she's fourteen years yeah. old and he's twenty-two or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's always fun. Did anyone, sorry, did anyone catch like, or is it just me? Like the, the vibe between yes. Britney's sister. I and saw Jordan. that too. It seemed so like, they, that. It seemed like they cut a scene with both of them together. And that would have made more sense yes. if she was the one that was on the phone because with Jordan being like, I can't, I can't go to New York. Yeah. Because when he's singing, he's singing and he's yeah. looking down at her and she's looking up all lovingly and like, he, 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 I, yeah, like, yeah, no, that's, I, I definitely noticed that. And that's, that's the one thing I'll give the movie is that like, honestly, like the, the family, like the characters, the, the family are pretty, like, I, I like all their like little, 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 little storylines and their sticks, like, like the older sisters who like can't drive, mm-hmm. but she still tries to, and she doesn't like it when people talk yeah. <laughs> and the, Same. the, the, the mom wants to save that that shitty house that nobody wants, which we never got. We never understood if if Jordan singing over there actually worked or not. It well, probably didn't do a time day. with the time jump. It showed the house was still there. So, oh, did it, did it still show the house? It just was still. Yeah. There. Yeah. And, fresh, uh, okay. and it was all okay. cleaned up. Yeah. And yeah uh, but also we got to talk about Disney, Disney loving little creepy, little creepy boys, because why in the hell was her little brother? Always uh, just hanging out in her fucking room. I mean, I liked the slapstick acting of that of the kid. Yeah. Dude, no, he was pretty funny. He had, yeah, he had good timing. He had like, really and good when timing. He fell down yeah. out of nowhere, and all the toys just fly. <laughs> Dude, so that funny. happened so many times. It like it was like, so they, slapstick fall, for the uh, little, little kids. Yeah. When they're climbing over uh, to 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 uh, to go to the other backyard, and it just mm-hmm. the leaves like they they did that shot so many so, times. I loved like it. Was so it. Fun, yeah. The bicycle scene, her dropping the ice cream, the, the whole yeah, the whole chase back, scene was awesome with the so like well. slow running, like the walking in fast motion. They're like, oh hey, I'm being chased by a mob of girls, and they're like, oh yeah, let's come with me. And they just Dude, get they literally they speed it up, and then you can just see that he's just running in place. No, yeah, they're going so slow. It's just like. Up. And I he's like, it. and he's like, do you think that there's a way we can get away from them? And it's just immediate transition of just them just hiding in a tunnel. Yeah, they just they got away. Yeah. And they didn't follow him in. Didn't follow him into the tunnel. They were like, <laughs> okay, because, you guys have it's your It's because they have uh, their transition moment. skills. I did write down, though, this is the most, uh, uh, yeah. like, this is quintessential Disney Channel original movie, like, yeah. shtick. Like, the entire, like, every scene of this, like, every line, every fiber of its being, I was like, dude, this is so decom. <laughs> this is the most decom. Yeah, this might have been one of my favorite ones that I watched, actually, because I was like, I do actually kind of remember this, and I like this one a lot, actually. 
Like I like the scene where he gets recognized in the diner when he's looking at the his own bobblehead and he turns around. Just like the 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 comp the comedic timing of the direction was awesome. Dude, yeah, no, the, the transition the camera work in this is yeah. actually really fucking solid. I think that they use the the uh the Edgar Wright uh sweeping transition a little too much. But dude, my one of my favorite parts too is um they keep calling him a rock star. Yeah, but he's not a rock star at all. Yeah, he's, a, he's a pop star. So is he just like in prison for ten years, and he just can't do anything for ten years, and he's just gonna be like, I'm just not gonna be famous anymore until my contract's over, because I want to see a sequel with uh with these two guys, <laughs> Jordan. Like a, get him, yeah, like a get him to the Greek type. Well, he's style now where, old. <laughs> oh man, he's all fucked on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie oh. and Jordan are just off trying to get him out to restart his career <laughs> and his adventure. Let's, let's 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 transition from that. Let's go let's go with the main plot of this movie, which is that Brittany cha- switches phones with the manager, right? But these are two very different phones. Yeah, very very different phones. Phone, honestly, I recognize his because his looks more like the BlackBerry. It looks like a BlackBerry. Uh, yeah. But and you know, I that's that's when one they of the exchanged things. their messages. I was like, that's futuristic. That doesn't even exist now. But and at first, I was like, <laughs> airdrop. Oh, yeah, yeah airdrop. That's basically what it was. And I remember when, like, what's it called? The Galaxy phones would be able to charge each other on the by touching each other. I was like, that's what I was thinking. But I thought that, oh, is that yeah, a thing? with the galaxies, you can charge each other's phones by putting them on top of each other. Oh, I'm but behind. I like that. Uh, at first, I thought that marketing was a very good idea of sending the song out to the phones. I thought that was a very good idea. I feel like a band should uh, do that and be like, "Hey, our new single is is available if you call this number and you can play it on the on the phone." I thought that was a good idea. But you two do that. It kind of sounds years like ago when they put everything. No, 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 not like literally, like it's on the phone. But you call a number <laughs> and you uh, you call it and it plays the song. Oh, that would and be it's cute. like you listen to it. You you voluntarily call the number and it plays the song. That not like it's on your it. iTunes already, but yeah. 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 Remember the movie a uh, pop star never stop never stopping with Andy oh, yes. Samberg? Yeah. When he oh, yeah. and they, uh, he he gets that deal with the the people when they whenever you open your fridge you hear his new song everyone's oh, like yeah, this yeah. album fucking sucks. <laughs> Once they switch phones, I kept on saying to myself, why didn't they just have the same phone? Why did they like have these two completely different phones that just didn't it didn't make sense to me why or how because they would kids, do? Kids are watching this. They had to yeah. differentiate it. I know, but still, <laughs> still I got it. But you would think that when he's picking up, right? He drops. They drop their things. You don't pick up this tiny, like, completely different Nokia phone and go like, "Oh, this," and is put mine. it in the yeah. pocket where the like yeah. the phone was before. And plus, the entire thing of Jordan just being like, "Hey, I need you to do this on my phone because I just can't do it because I'm a pop star." But just know that my entire life is on that thing. But I don't need That's it for like celebrity. three days. Well, and then he didn't even know how to do it. So, like, your whole life is on it, right? But he's never uploaded. Yeah, yeah. And, and the so assistant. How did your life? Yeah, get and on the it? assistant is very, very stupid. Find my iPhone. That, yeah. I like how he didn't understand that. He's like, "What? Everyone knew this, and I didn't." It's like this guy's getting fired. But nope, he gets promoted to being on a film set, which, which does he's not make a new pop star. Does not make any sense. What do you guys how... think about Danielle Panabaker's uh, songwriting process? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 did you guys see the Billie Eilish documentary? No, no, it's, not yet. It reminded me of that because during that documentary, the family is like, "Billy, are you okay? Listen to these <laughs> lyrics you're writing." Aww. And she's like, "You guys understand that this is helping me." Yeah, and then that's what I kept thinking when I was watching this movie. The mom's like reading her song, and I'm like, "She's just like this." 
this is weird. <laughs> she's like, are you okay? And she's just like, yeah, I'm just writing music, mom. Dude, I love, I honestly really actually liked her, uh, her character and uh, Brit- Brenda Song's character. I thought they're, fr- that's, the, that's the thing that drives this movie is their friendship is actually like. Yeah, that, is, that is reveal really of solid. Brenda Song's truth of yeah. like, her lying to them. Pretty that, solid. That was like awesome. Even <laughs> though this movie decides to go Rocky Four with his montages. Where just like every yeah. fucking like, especially like the, the third act, every other emotional beat, you have to go like with these montages. Everyone. Remind Dude, everyone, what especially they that part, like that yeah. part when she like goes in the house and go to goes to her, uh, Brenda Song's house, and her mom's like, "Oh, her dad's gonna be here soon," and it does those weird <laughs> like the, like these were black and white yeah, flash, black and bla- white, flashbacks yeah. with like gunshot noises too, because <laughs> it was a huge. It felt like a gunshot. She's like, <laughs> she lied to me. She's being betrayed. Yeah, that's why. And it's like, like the only thing that she lied about was that her dad didn't go to Paris, but like her dad still travels. He just goes to Buffalo. And technically that is New York. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I will say what I liked about this movie is the, you kept saying their friendship. Mm-hmm. And that to me felt so yeah, relatable yeah. because to me, like watching that when I was younger and even watching it now, I'm like, oh, like I get it. The lying, the, you the know, trying things, to yeah. fit in, but also. Because the reason that Brenda Song wanted to be friends with Danielle Panabaker or whatever their characters' <laughs> names were um, was because Brenda Song, you know, wherever she was coming from, never fit mm-hmm. in there. And so she thought the only way to do that was mm-hmm. to stand out. So when she saw someone who was clearly fitting in, she was like, oh, let me become friends with her. And then Danielle Panabaker, for the opposite reason, she was like, oh, my God, she stands mm-hmm. out. Like, and I. She's a rebel. The balance of that. Yeah, well, and the balance yeah. of that is so relatable because, like, teenage girl, like, yeah. hello. Um, yeah, I, I remember there was a time when I was in elementary school where I did, I, I, we were doing show and tell sort of thing over the summer, and I was like, I went to Hawaii, and I didn't go to Hawaii. I just lied about it because I thought people were cool, and I was, this was in second oh. grade. I remember it very clearly. I was, like, shaking him because I was lying, and I was like, I want to <laughs> sound cool, but we didn't go to Hawaii, and I, I said we did, and everyone, and, I, and that's what I was thinking when I was watching this movie. I think I did that same I wanted my I wanted my point. summer to sound way cool, and then I was like, why did I do that? And that's what this movie reminds me. Literally same. Oh, about the relationship between between the two. Like, like it was the only part of the movie that, that felt real too like it felt mm-hmm. like it was the only thing that 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 really felt natural and those two had really good chemistry with each other as well which yeah. i was pretty shocked about like a bread of song has been like doing some some other things now where she's like matured as a as a as an actor blanca said she's on a show called Dollface. is she good on that show it's so Dude, good she was also it's, so, it's her and it's kat dennings yeah. and it's shay mitchell and it's on shay mitchell's on that she yeah. was also in she uh, plays, like, uh this new influencer. girl Oh yeah, she was in a couple episodes of that. Yeah, she, she yeah, she, she played was, uh, right? Winston's uh no, nah, she was in like a few. She yeah. played Winston's love interest for a second, but then she ends up cheating on him. Oh, bum, bum, bum. oh yeah. Ooh. They were really yeah, I And so that. that's the reason why he's obsessed with cats with the, with the cat is because it was her cat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's and she's like, so can I get my cat back? And he's like, No, <laughs> you don't deserve either one of us. <gasps> like the I like the main I like the I like the main mom. She's she She's in Psych. Have you guys seen Psych? That's a good show. Yeah, she's just so. Who is she in Psych? She's the main. She's like the the person in charge of the police station. Dude, her her line deliveries are just so wacky to backy. It it like her the 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 mom and the dad in this they remind me so much of the mom and the dad and Drake and Josh. It seemed like <laughs> the they it seemed like they watched Drake and Josh and they were like just do exactly that. Yeah, that's funny. 
Wait, but they kind of look like yeah, them they do. too. Exactly. That's yeah. Funny yeah, yeah. It looks like someone watched Drake and Josh, and they're like, "Let's just do that." Let's just. Yeah, the let's dad's kind of dopey, but I think a lot of that had to do with his feathery hair. He was like, he's just very. Uh, I don't know. Everyone else around Daniel Panabaker <laughs> and Brenda Song were just so over the top and and ridiculous. But it is a Disney Channel. Well, movie. it's their yeah. world. We're, we're just living, living in it. it. I like this sure. one a lot. What would you guys rate it on your two ratings? Because I would, I, I would rate them pretty high on both, honestly. Because I like this one a lot. Yeah. I would for nostalgia, I would go four out of five. And for yeah. an actual rating, I'm probably gonna go, I'm probably gonna go with two because I mean, like, I had some fun. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, I know. Yeah. That's Is this how you felt with last week thought, when I yeah, right. <laughs> I just I, thought I like overall it was just extremely it was just bland. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was bland. And that's the point. They're in the sun. Yeah. Trying to get out of it. But no, no, it's 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 mostly like because I think that the story is so strong. And there's one line of dialogue. It's when uh, uh, Jordan is running away from the girls and uh, Brenda Song and Daniel Panabaker. They have, yeah. And and she's like, just so you know, you have this going on Tuesday. And he's like, oh, just so you know, uh, soccer practice is canceled. And it's like if, if the movie was like focusing on like these like societal norms and like how like the, these worlds are like clashing with each other, I think it would have been a lot of fun. But overall, like they were just like going with Let's just cut his hair. For for nostalgia, I'd have to give it like a 3.8. I don't know why I put that so distinct. 3.8 with nostalgia. And for move for the actual rating, I'd give it like a, a three. I liked it a lot. Maybe. What is wrong with you people? That's that's good. It's out of five. That's pretty good. <laughs> three? No, he, no, he's, he's, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no he said 3.8 for nostalgia. 3.8 for nostalgia. Oh, oh, okay. I give it a three for, for, for real and then 3.8 for nostalgia. That's what it was. That is my official <sighs> rating. Are you, are you going to give it five and five again? I feel like I have to make up for both <laughs> of you guys giving it such a tragic. Tragic. Like, that's score. good. That Mine's good. I did 2.5. What happened to what happened to and I quote, oh, were you? You and I stuck in I the know. suburbs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It was no, no. no. That's like, why. That's why nostalgia was high. My, my nostalgia rating is, is very high because no, it, did, it is. Yeah. It's very like I remember this movie distinctly. Like like there there are so many things in this that especially when Tarn Killing uh when she does cut his hair and he's like oh my god what'd you do and she's like raisin yeah. so it looks away like that, that part I yeah, I remember good. that so it's just so distinctly but. Just it just didn't age well enough for me. Like it, it's just it's just such a like watching it now with like fresh That's how eyes. I felt last week. Yeah, watching it with fresh eyes, it's just kind of like it's just bland. Well, because it's not for yeah. you. I know. Right? Well, well, no, that's the thing. It 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 it, it was though. <laughs> like it's not like Pixel Perfect. Pixel Perfect is like there's so many different elements to that movie that just work in ridiculous ways and in strange ways. As in Stuck in the Suburbs, it's just it's just such a it's 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 like what uh it's like what Blanc, it's, really, it's like what you said for pixel perfect last week when you're like it's a movie that's just there <laughs> it's just it's just you know it just, it just exists. exists okay let me ask you this then huh. what would a five be oh man it's always has to be like characters and story for me I, mean, I don't honestly. think it would, i don't think it would be a decom would i don't think there's any five decom yet no 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 no, no. but i just mean in general where is the threshold like wally know. is a five for like, me what's the code? yeah Wally's yeah so like a one would be like norbit and a five would be <laughs> would be oh. wally 
A four would be. We're, we're talking about kids movies, kind of. Yeah. Because Norbit, Norbit's not. I'm a kid's just movie. talking in general. Okay. Give me like yeah. a, a, a. I want you to defend your score. I feel personally attacked <laughs> here. Well, my no, no, my, no. It's... my rating would be yeah. Wally is a five for me, and and a one would be. I don't know what a one would be. I haven't seen a one. Thank thankfully, I, I take care of myself. <laughs> Watch Maneater with Sarah, Sarah Shaw. Good things we'll send you our things. rating system tonight, Blanca. Yeah, I would love to see it because I I have questions. Did you, did you wait? You said it was five and five for you. Well, I have to make up for both of your. If if you guys had given it given it an appropriate score, I would have said like mine's an, five for okay. nostalgia and like four for like fun, good uh-huh. movie, whatever out of five but since you guys dragged and roasted i I gave it above (laughs) average well kind of it's three that's like that's good that's not that's not bad if it's in the twos that's when it when we that's that's when that's when that's when that's when it's not going good three is a suggestion of a recommendation anything above three is a recommendation yeah true that's why i gave it a three I gave it a 2.5. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with the 2.5. Okay. You're wrong. Respectfully, <laughs> I mean. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad it exists. I am glad this movie exists. I'm glad it yeah. exists. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a movie. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for coming in for the DCOM. Uh, review. Yeah. Yes. Anytime. Yeah, no, no. These are, this is, this is my highlight of my life. During doing these decoms, decom originals. I always remember the promo of Taron Killam turning around the seat and going ah at his hair. Yeah, 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 dude. It's so funny. Dude. That, that man's had such a strange career, and he was it. so. I, yeah. I was, I was kind of, I was, I was feeling like, I was feeling like the entire movie that like, he didn't want to be here. <laughs> he looked, he looked uncomfortable. I don't think he, he's he just was, starting. He's on a Disney movie. He, he's a character. He's a comedian. I, I think he enjoyed his time there. Wasn't? Isn't he married to another actress who's Kobe Smulders? Yes, Kobe yeah. Smulders. And How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, nice. Yeah. They're still together. Yeah, because that's a power couple. I'm not sure. I don't know about power. I think it's power. power They're hilarious. Holds. They're hilarious. Um, I'm not I guess, sure if yeah, they're I still guess together. Power couple is not true. I guess they're still together. I wouldn't. I guess not power couple, but, but an enjoyable say, couple. Embarrassing story time. I'm with it. Um, when I was in high school, at the height of my SNL obsession. I remember tweeting at like repeatedly <laughs> tweeting at Taryn Killam because and I was like, hi, remember when you were in stuck in the suburbs? Because I thought like I thought he was going to reply and be like, please take that down. Like, <laughs> but I wanted to get like a reply. So I was just like, remember, I thought I was never like, forget where you came you. from. <laughs> yeah, I literally like something I was like, never forget. I think that's like one of the tweets. And please don't go digging. All right. Well, that's yeah. coming to the end of our show. No Thanks, Blanca, there. for coming in to talk about our decom. Yeah. It's a pleasure having you. I hope you enjoy Anytime. your hair appointment. Thank you. It's just yeah, fun. yeah. yeah. Uh, I need to do so, one of those too, though. Yeah. No, I need to get. It. Yeah. I'll cut your hair. I'll cut. Both oh, I'll take a road trip. I'll drive across. Yeah. Drive all the way to to, to California. Do it. Yeah. Do it <laughs> for, for a haircut. haircut? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm due for a haircut. I mean, Justin's coming to town, so we'll we'll venture out for a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> For one day haircut and drive back. A bro trip. <laughs> All right, sweet guys. Well, yeah, we're gonna let you go, Blanca. Right. Bye. Adios. Thanks for coming. See you at, at the next one. Yes. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks for coming again. That was our decom revisited. That was yes. our episode. Uh next week we have a f- uh 
friend of the show. Mm-hmm. We have Patrick Dolan coming on the show next uh, next week. We had an informal um, introduction to a new segment we are going to have called Neighborly Discussions, which is a revival of a series Justin and Patrick created back when they uh in like 2017 probably they started doing it i think yeah yeah that makes that, that and that we're, we're gonna try to bring it back because we value patrick dolan's opinion so you will be seeing him next week where yes. we'll be doing some fun games as well as some new news uh look forward to that um yes love uh, it. follow us on everything social media you know i found out our twitter handle is not history of popcorn which i thought it oh. was when i made it it's called history popcorn there's no oh, popcorn. no History of popcorn uh, is too long. So history of popcorn. Yeah, we're just called history popcorn. <laughs> so if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's history popcorn. Um, Interesting. But yeah, you can find all of our links on Instagram and 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 any, anywhere you can find us. History of popcorn, Spotify, Apple. Yes. Subscribe on YouTube, like all that stuff. Thanks for coming again, and we like and subscribe. Next, remember week. to ring that bell oh, for yeah, the notifications. The- <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next week with Patrick Dolan. Boop. Maybe I won't have the humans. This is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfy here.